Fur trapping is a practice that has been known to cause controversy from time to time, but back in the day, this practice used to be very common. It offered a way for people to live off the land and make a living with their own two hands, and it was somewhat lucrative when the seasons were favorable. There are more dangerous ways to hunt a living creature, but that doesn't mean that fur trapping is entirely without its own dangers. Sometimes, tempers can run hot when the snow sweeps in and the night gets cold. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss one of Oregon's oldest cold cases from 1924, the famed Lava Lake Murders. To get started, I did just want to say that the messages are in, and I'm seeing a fairly even split in how you guys feel about the podcast length. So, given that, I think an even split is in order. For personal reasons, I am not going to be able to take on the larger episodes immediately, but in December, I will be transitioning at that to a split week with one normal episode and one slightly longer episode where we'll explore interesting theories, details, and other fun stuff. So a big thank you to everyone who reached out and for giving me the feedback. I am excited to have a community that will engage in a dialogue and discuss the future of the show. You guys are awesome, but let's get back to the murder. Nineteen twenty-four didn't look anything like the world that we know today. I actually did a little research to see what it was like back then, and I learned a couple of interesting facts. Um, apparently, Marlboro, which I always struggle to say for the record, launched to sell the first cigarettes marketed specifically towards women. So, that was terrible. Rude, guys. The first Ace Hardware store opened up, and Kleenex entered the market as a cold cream remover, which, if you are like me and have no idea what that is, apparently cold cream is a really powerful cleanser and makeup remover that used to be popular and is kind of getting popular again, probably because of Instagram. But fun fact, Kleenex was not actually marketed for runny noses until the 30s. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, and apparently they started adding iodine to table salt to battle a national iodine deficiency, and in doing so, accidentally raised the national IQ. So this was an interesting year, to say the least. But... It was also a bountiful year for the three murder victims in this story. Roy Wilson, Dewey Morris, and Edward Nichols were three fur trappers catching animals out in Deschutes National Forest. During the season, they were staying together in a cabin out in the woods, which I know what you're thinking, never ends well, and it didn't. The cabin belonged to a local man, and it seemed like some good lodgings from what I can tell. They had all the essentials, 
and they were right in the middle of the stomping grounds where their prey were waiting for them, so that's really convenient. You know, small commute to work. The trapping season was going really well for everyone. There was just tons of animals, and they were falling for all of the hunter's tricks. These three men were making a good amount of money selling their furs, and they weren't being quiet about it either. Some actually believe that this may have contributed to their eventual murder, but was that actually it? The last time that these three men were seen, it was by a local resort owner who was traveling through the area. He was a friend of theirs, so he stopped by. He reported that they were in high spirits and once again bragging about all of their trappings. So these four guys, they hung out, they had fun, and then their visitor went on his merry way. Months would pass before anyone would really question the disappearance of these men, but it's largely believed that this friend was the last person to see them alive. After a while, a few of the people who knew them grew suspicious. They hadn't seen them, they hadn't heard from them, nobody had shown up to brag about all of their trapping success, so people were interested in that, and they decided to go out into the woods to visit the men. But when they arrived the three trappers were missing. Inside the cabin, they found indications that the place had been abandoned. There was old food left out, and this table seemed like it had been set for dinner. More disturbing than the abandoned look of the cabin was the missing supplies. Notable equipment was missing, and... Several valuable foxes were missing as well. It all seemed very strange, but when the investigators found a hammer covered in blood, they began to assume the worst. Logically following the next step of the investigation, these fellow outdoorsmen followed the trapping lines through the forest, and what they found there was even more concerning. Every single trap was full. They caught a bunch of animals, but every single animal was just frozen in the trap, completely abandoned. Nobody ever went through to pick them up. I'm going to take a minute for all of my fellow animal lovers who were really sad that these animals literally died for nothing in the end, but moving on, it also told investigators that something terrible happened to these men. Why would they leave their catches and take their supplies? This was kind of like leaving money just hanging in trees. Further investigations would reveal a trail that moved on towards Big Lava Lake. For your reference, because I was curious, Big Lava Lake has its name for a reason. 
Apparently, both Big and Little Lava Lake were formed when lava flows trapped water from nearby springs on each side of the lake. So, I thought that was pretty cool. What isn't cool is a trail of blood, hair, and teeth leading up to it. At the time, the investigators weren't totally sure that it was blood, but then they found more blood in pools of thawing snow. And then there was the lake. I'm not sure if you live or have lived near a lake or a pond, but they generally come with warning signs in cold places. The one near me has the telltale thin ice warning. Because being on ice is dangerous, and I'm honestly surprised by how cavalier we are about it in a lot of cases. In case you haven't seen The Good Son, you might not be fully privy to the dangers of breaking through ice, but it's generally considered to be an automatic death sentence. Of course, in this case, these three men didn't walk themselves out onto that ice. On top of the ice, there was a notable dip where the ice had broken and frozen back over. Police suspected that there was probably something sinister in the lake, and when it finally thawed, they went in with a boat. But by this point, they didn't need one, because three bodies floated to the surface of the water. It was Nichols, Wilson, and Dewey. The autopsies would reveal that the three men were shot and bludgeoned, so... Someone wanted them dead pretty badly. Did someone kill them for the prized foxes in the pen? Did someone kill them for their gear or for access to the surrounding land? Or was this a personal grudge? Was someone trying to kill one of the men and ended up killing all three because they were there? Maybe someone just wanted all of the money that they were bragging about. We don't actually know because the crime was never solved, but police had a pretty specific suspect in theory. There was another trapper in the area. He went by Lee Collins, and apparently he had taken issue with the men. Someone's wallet was stolen, or went missing or something, and the four men got into a tussle over it. Apparently, Collins said some choice words and made some death threats. You know, like you do. So, police looked into this guy, and they learned pretty quickly that Lee Collins wasn't his real name. Always a bad sign. His real name was Charles Kimsey, and he was already being sought by police for another robbery and attempted murder he had managed to escape and leave the state. Police asked around, actively hunted him, and even tried to bribe the public with rewards for information on him. But he made it out. For a while, at least. He was arrested nine years later. But police could not pin this crime on him. The evidence was there, but there wasn't quite enough of it. 
despite this, he was already wanted for other charges and he was sentenced to life in prison in the end. To this day, no one knows if he actually killed those three men or if he was just a killer or attempted killer in the wrong place at the wrong time. No one knows why these men were killed, but I do think that it's interesting that police kind of continuously investigated lone wolf types. I know that the men were shot, but it really sounds like whoever attacked them engaged in a notably physical fight. I don't know what kind of person can single-handedly take on three grown men who work really active jobs, but it is certainly something. So, what do you think? Were they killed because of all that bragging in town? Did someone really just want those fancy foxes? Or were they attacked by an unstable killer who was just looking for his next fight? I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Personally, I kind of wonder if there is some other option, possibly involving more people. Either way, someone clearly wanted them dead. So, if you want to talk more about trapping animals in the woods, what you would do if you got to hang out in a cabin all winter with your besties, or the dangers of walking on ice, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.